Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. It's time to say... Hey, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Ugh. Hi, Ken! Londoners will have noticed something wonderfully odd breaking through the capital's grey gloom. Splashes of pink are appearing. But why? Well, Barbie mania is sweeping town, with black cabs and double-decker buses going pink, and even the standard's chief theatre critic's tweet going viral, rechristening London's Barbican high culture hub as the Barbie Ken. Get it? Pink TARDIS was also spotted near London Bridge, and even the London Eye changed its hue to celebrate the much-anticipated Barbie movie. Yes, we know it's all a branding exercise, but you'd have to be quite the cynic not to raise a small smile for this summer's feel-good film, directed by Greta Gerwig, which is coming to UK screens from Friday the 21st of July. I think sometimes Barbie's been ahead of the times, sometimes Barbie's been behind the times majorly. I think right now this movie is kind of its own thing, but it's also a chance to celebrate the real-life Barbie that is Greta Gerwig, because she is everything. That's movie star and former Clapham resident Margot Robbie speaking at the Leicester Square premiere. And here's Ken, a.k.a. Ryan Gosling. I wouldn't want to Ken-splain the Barbie movie. I think it's very layered and complicated, and it's so unexpected, and there's so much in there. And I, I had the experience of experiencing it as Greta wanted me to, which was just with no map. So put your neon leg warmers and tennis visor on and close that flip phone. As we examine how the dolls changed with the times, its unique aesthetic and the capital's current state of Barbie mania. The leader podcasts joined by Evening Standard Features journalist Maddie Musson, who was at the premiere. Maddie, how is Barbie Mania sweeping London? What have you discovered? Barbie Mania has swept the capital in terms of just random kind of Barbie objects popping up. There was her car, I think near the London Eye, her car popped up, her like classic Corvette. And there was a pink police box that popped up near Tower Bridge. And that was a nod to Shuti Gatwa's appearance in the film because he's obviously playing, you know, the next Doctor Who. So it was kind of like Barbie meet Doctor Who collab. And there's also been pink Barbie taxis, kind of like traversing London and like whole pink Barbie buses. So we've lost the black cabs and we've lost the red buses. It has been pinkified. How was Leicester Square? The sheer pull of Barbie is just insane. I'm speaking as a 25 year old, so I'm Gen Z. And I went to the premiere in Leicester Square to interview some of the people that were waiting. I knew that I was like going to be entering a pretty mad 
Barbie phase when I went to Leicester Square, but the sheer amount of people and also the kind of age range, like, yeah, there was like eight-year-old girls and stuff, but there were also like 50-year-old men. And yeah, the amount of people in their 20s, like my age, that I was like, what? Like, I never cared this much about Barbie, but I kind of do now and they really do. I'm sure there's no huge spoilers, but could you give us an overview of the film plot? So Barbie has this perfect life in Barbie world. And then it looks like what happens is that she develops sentience because obviously she is a doll and all of the others are dolls and they seem pretty happy being dolls and all the Kens are just Ken and Barbies all have these different jobs so there's traditional Barbie which is Margot Robbie there's physicist Barbie president Barbie but traditional Barbie Margot Robbie is the first one to kind of suddenly wake up one day and be like do you guys ever think about death and all the other Barbies are like uh (laughs) what's going on so this is her journey into the real world finally her purpose, who she is, why she was created, and yeah, just gaining kind of like self-awareness and how that goes down in Barbie world. And there's lots of cameos. Who pops up? Yeah. So this is part of the reason I think that it's had such a successful revival is that there is someone for everyone in that cast. I don't know if Greta Gerwig just sent out like a bat signal to everyone that is cool right now in like popular culture, but everyone that anyone from like Gen Z or like even children to like millennials and boomers could care about, there is someone there for everyone. Like Will Ferrell will appeal to a different audience than, you know, Jamie Dimitriou does or than a few people from the sex education cast, for example. They'll be really like hot with Gen Zs. So you've got, you know, Shishigawa, Emma Mackey, I think Connor Swindles is maybe even in it. There's like three people from the sex education cast in the movie alone. Yeah, just loads of hot Gen Z kind of figures. And there's like Michael Sarah in it. Just everyone that you could possibly want that would be like a draw for your film is in that film. How come Barbie has blown up again or did she never really go away? I think personally that she did go away and she serves a certain purpose for a certain age range. Like she might be forever the doll that people first get um i would say women mainly you know like young girls mainly typically just because of the way that society is and and the fact that she's so female based but i think she's serving that purpose and she's been serving it for a while whereas i do think yeah this is a revival this is her kind of big comeback for all generations and i think the reason that's happened is because of the sheer star power of the cast especially if you think about the main two cast members margot robbie and ryan gosling of the youth of today like gen z's and millennials people will have grown up fancying those two people like those two people are kind of like the icons of sexuality in the youth of today so that's like got a huge pull anyway and also i think it's massively tied in with the y2k revival so the the aesthetic of the 2000s is so big right now and it has been for ages and it's just not going away like people are obsessed with it Let's go to the ads coming up. Gen Z's wild for TikTok Barbie core and the cult dolls feminist era. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. What are you doing here? I'm coming with you. Welcome back. Maddie, tell us about the explosion in popularity of Barbiecore. Barbiecore is pink. Like, that is the main overarching definition of Barbiecore. It is pink, it is plastic. It spans kind of multiple eras, which is interesting. Its principal era, I would say, is Y2K, so the 2000s, because it's got, like, a lot of elements of kind of, like, miniskirts, flip bones, like, bikinis, pink Chanel, two pieces, everything like that. But this is the thing. It's appealing to everybody because you can kind of change eras and still be in Barbie core. For example, some of the outfits that Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling wear in the film, they change eras all the time. Like, um, there's one outfit they wear. They wear, like, a roller Barbie outfit where they're, in, like, in kind of 1980s neon leotards where they're roller skating. They've got, like, leg warmers and it's all very 80s. And then there's like more nods to the original Barbies. So the first Barbie was in 1959. So a lot of the Barbies that Margot Robbie represents in the film look kind of like 1960s. So there's like gingham dresses, you know, like um, this more kind of like traditional housewifey looking Barbies, which I think is kind of like a fun way of costuming that people will love to represent themselves through and they can do it in so many ways. How do you think the Barbie dolls evolved since the 1960s? So for a while, she didn't evolve at all. And that was... um. A massive criticism of Barbie, which is why this film is so major, because it seems to be kind of coming from a feminist lens. Because later on, after that criticism of Barbie came, you know, the whole thing is that when the first Barbie was released, her proportions literally mean that she could not stand she her feet are too small to support her body like everything is out of order her waist couldn't contain her organs i think i read somewhere like it just doesn't make sense it's very much like a male ideal of a woman like she literally couldn't live so then mattel i think eventually unbowed to pressure and they diversified the barbies a lot and more recently we've seen a massive diversification of barbies since mattel bowed to that pressure to change them and have little girls able to see themselves in Barbies you know like every little girl should feel represented in Barbies so we've had different professions races body types I think the most recent release or at least a very recent release was a Barbie with Down syndrome so they've got really diverse what's your view on whether Barbie can be considered a feminist I think that Barbie is becoming a feminist she's in her feminist era I think she was not a feminist for a while and I think anyone that kind of claims now that she represents those old standards is either not with the times or they just don't want to have a little bit of fun because Barbie is becoming a feminist like Greta Gerwig is directing this film it's obviously got a feminist slant anyone could tell that with any ounce of critical thought if they like watched the trailer I think she's coming to represent something what she initially represented yeah it was definitely not feminist you know like Barbie was a male ideal Barbie couldn't exist but now I think she is an entirely different thing and I think what the good thing about this film is is that she will become kind of a associated 
with feminism and self-belief for young girls. Like, I think that young girls will watch this film because it's fun and it's pink and it's funny and it's got Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. And then they will actually take away a really brilliant message from the film. So I think that girls will watch this and not realise that they are taking on board a really good message, but they will. And therefore, Barbie has come to mean something else. Finally, Maddie, many thanks for your time. What's your take on Greta Gerwig being chosen as director? Well, it's interesting because it wasn't initially her. It was um, when Amy Schumer was signed onto the project. I think she was signed on to like write and star in it. And then there came some battles with studio execs, I think. And she thought that they were going to get her to take it in a too unfeministy lens. If you go, I mean, like too unfeministy of this direction. So she bowed out. And then something happened in between Margot Robbie's production company signing on and Greta agreeing to write and direct that they clearly realized that they were going to be making a feminist version of Barbie. They were not going to like beat the unfeminist accusations unless they went hard and they did it well. So um, I think the importance there is that they kind of let Greta do what she wants to an extent. Obviously, she's still going to be like led by these huge brands and production companies. But I remember reading an interview with Margot Robbie where she said that she read the first draft of a script by Greta and there was this joke on the front page, the first page of the script, where she was like, that is amazing. Like she laughed out loud, but she was like, but it'll never make it in. And unfortunately that joke didn't, but the rest of the script was pretty much untouched. Like I think a lot of it was really accepted by execs. I think they actually pushed quite hard for it and it, and it did quite well. So I think that Greta is really lending that feminist lens to it. I think she's also incredibly funny and she's going to do it so well. It's not going to be like we're being beaten over the head with it, you know, like there is going to be some big messages that come out of that film and they are going to be fun ones to digest. much more news and features in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk and make sure to check out the standards barbie movie review on wednesday that's the leader we're back on monday at 4 p.m hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance the show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.